0: Yo, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Hope you guys had a great Christmas. I got the f- festivities in the background with the lights. Can't put the screens up anymore there because Roku take- Roku or whatever I have, one of those, took away the media players. So we're black screens with Christmas lights. That's okay, though. We got Sunday football, 14 games. Now, I did my Saturday video already. Two spots I absolutely love for that game. If you haven't checked it out yet, it's, an in- it's on an island since there's only one Saturday game. No Monday night football. No Monday Night Football this week, so 14 games on Sunday and a Thursday game. Got a video for that as well. But there's a few that look really, really good. Real juicy for Sunday, and we're going to dive into all of them. But uh, before we do, give me a solid. Take a single second. Hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment down below. As always, love reading your guys' favorite picks and leans for this week. And follow me on Twitter at Lafay underscore D. That is where I'll be putting picks. Uh, if they're not on here, if things change, if news breaks, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Also, I'll throw the picks up on our uh, expert picks page over on oddshopper.com as well. Let's make it happen. We got a lot to talk about. And we'll start it off with the Cardinals and the Eagles. One thing that I stressed a lot last week to uh, to you guys, because we I think Sunday was about even, Monday we swept the board so that was good and we went all dogs all dogs matter of fact we went now that i think about it we went all road dogs on raiders on niners and on the giants but the one thing that i that i was saying last week was man these teams like the eagles probably the most dysfunctional 11 and 14 that i've ever seen right from the sidelines to the locker room to on the field and then the chiefs who are suddenly nine and six I, they keep the, the spreads aren't getting any smaller on a lot of these games and 11 and a half Hell, this closed at 13 and a half last week. We got it at 11 and a half for the giants. It closed at 13 and a half and they still covered pretty easily. Hell they had a chance to tie the game with Tyrod Taylor at the end and, and, and take it to overtime. They didn't, it got picked off, but they covered. And now the Cardinals are 11 point dogs. You know what? I get why the Eagles are favored here, but north of 10, I just can't do it. I mean, look, the Cardinals aren't a good football team. We know that. We know that. But try and tell me for a second that 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 Gannon, okay, defensive coordinator last year in the Super Bowl run for the Eagles. Try and tell me that he's not gonna have his team fired up to come into this game, number one. And number two, try and tell me that the Eagles have been good enough in all facets of the game. Tackling, passing, play calling all of it, to just blow teams out right now. Until they do, I can't do it. I can't back the Eagles until they start running over teams. But the truth of the matter is, they haven't really run over teams all season long, save for one or two games early in the season. The Cardinals at 11, plus 11 on the road, even with, you know, Jonathan Gannon got a fired up team. I'm taking the Cardinals here, and you know what? If it burns, that's fine. But I just don't see how we can be laying double-digit points on the Eagles with the way this team's playing. Forget about the win-loss column. If you watch them on field, this is not the same team we saw earlier in the year. 49ers and the Commanders. Well, the 49ers are 13 and a half point favorites against the Commanders. Uh, the the league has passed by Ron Rivera. His time has come and gone. However, he has finally decided to bench Sam Howell for Jacoby Brissett, who has led five straight touchdown drives in the games that he has come in relief for a benched Sam how now they almost beat the Jets last week which is remarkable right like they almost beat the Jets last week and now they're 13 point dogs all right uh Jacob we can update that or I'll just let people know it's 13 and a half it moved to 13 in some spots so I want to give everybody the, the best line unless you're betting the Commanders then 13 and a half anyway I, I still like the Niners here I know it's a ton of points I know Brock Purdy's banged up, but I honestly I wouldn't even care if it was Sam Darnold at this point. Uh, they, they just the play calling under Shanahan is brilliant. No matter who's at quarterback, they're going to be open from Debo to Ayuk to Kittle. They have arguably the MVP and Christian McCaffrey. There's no defense to speak of for the Commanders. You guys know this. We've picked on them all season long, not just the spreads, but longest reception props and everything. They're terrible. They can carve them up any way they want six ways to Sunday, this, this San Francisco team can carve up Washington. And yeah, did Jacoby Brissett show glimpses in those final in those last two games in the fourth quarter? Yeah, yeah, I get it. But it doesn't really make enough of a difference to me. They're so heavily outmatched. The defense is terrible. The offense is going to have a very tough time getting anything going. And I'm not worried about Brock Purdy getting picked off four times against a stellar Baltimore team that's poised to get the buy in a tough AFC division it's a lot of points but it's still inside 14. As a matter of fact we can get it at 13. give me the 49ers it's crazy right a 13 point road favorite is not something i'd typically be high on but the commanders could get absolutely flattened in this game hell we saw it earlier in the year against the bills they were only six point dogs at home to the bills and the bills beat them like 36 nothing so it wouldn't be the first or the last time that they get smoked in front of a home crowd, which will probably be more San Francisco fans than Commanders at this point. Patriots, 12 point dogs against the Bills, 40 and a half point total here. Man, the Bills almost found a way to lose last week to the Chargers. We talked about a potential dead cat bounce. You guys know, you you guys who are involved in whether it's crypto or stocks, any of that stuff, you you, you understand the dead cat bounce, right? Like a stock tanks, a coin tanks. And then right before it fully just completely bottoms out, goes to almost zero, you see a little bit of a a resurgence. The price starts to climb a little bit. There's hope that it could be coming back and then boom, straight back down. That's the Chargers, right? We're going to get to them. Don't worry. But they almost beat the Bills behind Easton Stick. And the Bills are just one of those football teams right now where it's tough to figure out what's going on. I still think they're a good team. I still think they're a playoff team. But the Patriots haven't just given up either. Belichick's defense hasn't just given up. You want to talk about a wild game? We were on this Patriots side last week, and that worked out. We didn't bet him outright, but we were on the spread. They went in into Denver, and they beat the Denver Broncos. And now Russell Wilson is benched for the rest of the season for financial reasons, and Jared Stidham is going to be starting. So, yeah, I think the Patriots' defense is good enough to hold up. I think the Bills' defense has enough holes and injuries, not their fault, throughout the year that the Patriots can keep this competitive enough to where 12 points is too much give me the Patriots plus 12. I'd love them at home obviously but Patriots plus 12 on the road in you know in in uh was it going to be January yet by the time maybe the 31st right probably the 31st basically in January basically in January you're going to be talking about in, in 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 Orchard Park cold conditions I like this game to be low-scoring, and if that's the case with a 40-point total, I have no problem grabbing plus 12 on the Patriots despite being on the road. The Giants and the Rams. All right, so the Rams are six-point road favorites. They've looked great right now. They've looked good. 42-point total, but I tell you what, I'm going to go with the Giants here. I'm going to go Giants plus six. Terod Taylor getting the start. They're home dogs, six-point home dogs. Let's say saying they come out and they win this game. That's why we have a spread, right? To even a, even out a lopsided matchup so when any people tell y'all oh you know you can't bet this team there's no way they cover it so like, yeah there is the books are setting it so it's essentially a 50 50 proposition tarad Taylor's is better than tommy devito i don't care what anybody says man tommy devito was a fluke a flash in the pan we all know that okay let's not fool ourselves let's say tarad taylor's great but who knows maybe his career trajectory would have turned out a little differently if his team doctor didn't try to kill him by puncturing his lung before the or after week one or whatever that was with the Chargers. I think six points is a decent number to grab the Giants here. And my guess is most people are going to pile on to the Rams, and I get it. But I don't mind the Giants at plus six at home in a spot where I don't want to say they could play spoiler, but Terod Taylor doesn't make mistakes. That's his big thing. Like, yeah, he got picked off in the end zone at the end of that game against the Eagles, but nobody was open. And it's either get picked off or get sacked. Or throw it away, which is entirely pointless. So just throw it into the back of the end zone. Forget about that. It means nothing. If he's out there and he is starting, we already got confirmation from Brian Dable. I think six points is not bad to back a six-point dog at home against the Rams. Dolphins and the Ravens. This is what you're here for, right? This is what we're all here for. All right. This is this is why we're here. And if, if, if this is why you're here or not, whatever. I mean, really what you should be here for isn't a specific game we should be here for you know the games that make the most sense the ones that we like the most but this is a fun one for sure two you know semi juggernauts in the afc and if you want to sweat this with us in our discord with you know over a thousand members like-minded betters such as yourself if you want to get all of the plus ev plays where we're literally using other sports books to beat them at their own game with plus EV models that are winning people a heck of a lot of money doing so and being diligent and just making sure they sign up on enough sports books to always get the best odds. If you want to get all of our expert picks on the expert picks page, because oftentimes you're never going to find stuff on this channel if news breaks late for myself or from Eric or for Ben or Greg or Aton, any of those guys. Well, link to BetMGM is in the description. Now, before you say, I don't want to do all this, hear me out. You get two free months of everything we have everything if you hate it at the end of the two months who cares you're no worse for where you know what you would be down 10 bucks you're likely going to be up money at the end of the two months even if you were to only win like three or four more bets which is not what we expect to happen which is why we have these tools even if you only win a few more bets than you would on your own it still pays for itself in spades link in the description if you guys want to join us for all the plus ev tools discord expert picks in place it's all under the same umbrella now you sign up at BetMGM, take one minute. When you do so, take 10 bucks, bet that 10 bucks on any game. If you win, you still get paid and you get the two free months of everything we have at Odd Shopper. If you lose, doesn't matter because you still got everything. Plus, first bet insurance up to 1500 bucks. So whatever you do bet, if you lose, it comes back to you in bonus bets. We'd love to see you over there, guys. Join the community. And listen, if you hate it, again, just bounce. But if you love it, you found something awesome, and what at what cost? Ten bucks and two minutes of your time? Check it out. We'll see you over there. Got to be 21 years or older to gamble. If you have a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLE. All right, so Miami, do you guys remember the last time Miami played Baltimore? I think it was the last time, right? Where Baltimore was up three scores in the fourth quarter, Tua Tagovailoa led a heroic comeback, just crazy. In Baltimore, one of the most insane games ever. As a DFS player myself, I remember the implications of that as well, because if you had Dolphin stacks, if you stacked that game, you were winning a ton of money that week. But this is tough because you've got the Ravens coming off an amazing win against San Francisco. Like, they just smoked them, right? They, they, the final score is whatever, but they were in control of that game. They picked off Proc Purdy four times. Now you're coming back home on a short week, okay? After West Coast Back to the East Coast in a short week after beating up on the Super Bowl favorite 49ers. And you've got the Miami Dolphins on the other side. Close win by the skin of their teeth at home against the Cowboys going to Baltimore now. Likely without Jalen Waddle, who could be done for the year. Offensive line is a little bit banged up. This was at three, but now it's three and a half and four in some spots. These are two teams that are still playing for a lot. Like They're going to make the playoffs, but they're playing for a lot. I think the Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa at 2-0 for his career against uh, Lamar Jackson, for, for whatever that's worth. I think now that you're getting it outside of three, the Dolphins are a good spot here. Lamar Jackson as a favorite, I like better guy to back as a dog as we saw last week. This doesn't mean they can't come out and win by 10. Sure, they can. But you're not getting three points anymore. Give me the Dolphins, plus three and a half. I understand that they become a little you know, more one-dimensional. Without Jalen Waddle, but you still have Tyreek Kill, you still have Devon Achan, you still have Tua of Veloa, you still have some absolute dogs out there on this offense, and a defense that since they got healthy has really stood on their heads. And we saw it last week against Miami or against Dallas. We've seen a lot of that lately, blanking the New York Jets, holding them to zero points two weeks back. I like a close game here, and I like the Dolphins at plus three and a half, getting them outside of a field goal. Saints and the Bucks, Bucks three point favorites, 42 and a half point total. Can we just fade this game? If you have a good lean on it, let me know, please. I do have one angle uh, is that every time the Bucks play the Saints, Marshawn Lattimore shuts down Mike Evans, and then they get in a fist fight and get ejected. Like, that's that's what happens. But Marshawn Lattimore is on the IR. Him and Michael Thomas are not expected to return for week 17. Does that help the Bucs? Sure, it probably does. And honestly, I do think the Bucs are a better team than the than than the uh, than the Saints. But it's a divisional game. Like, this is why I'm having a tough time with this. And with, you know, 16 games to talk about this week, I probably just faded entirely. I would lean the Bucs. But this is a huge game for the Saints, right? So I'm just throwing a lean out there because I got to give you a pick. Saints are seven and eight Bucks are eight and seven. All right. Earlier in the season, I believe, and let me just, let me just be sure of this. Okay. Derek Carr and the Saints, I believe week one of the season against the Tampa Bay Bucks, or no, it wasn't week one. It was week four. They got smoked by the Bucks. This is their last shot. They need this game. If they lose this game, it's a wrap. Do I think they're the better team? No, I don't. Do I think it's competitive? Yeah, I do, but it's three points. Three and a half, totally different story. I'm fading this game, but just keep that in mind. A divisional game, three-point road dogs, seven and eight. Bucks are eight and seven. If the Saints win, they split the series against the Bucks. Massive implications here, but one I'm st- staying away from for the most part. Raiders and the Colts, Colts three-point favorites. Yeah, you know, I think we have to go to the Colts here, minus three, and here's why. Did the— I get Antonio Pierce has rallied the troops and you got to give him credit, right? But I'm still not convinced that this is a good football team at all. Like Aiden O'Connell did nothing last game. Nothing. I don't, I'm not sure he had a completion. I I, I read that somewhere. It might've been on Twitter. Did he not have a completion in the second half? Like they, they had what? Two defensive touchdowns on Christmas day in a span of eight or 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And and the Chiefs are just reeling right now. Their offense couldn't do much at all. But do the Raiders who leaned on two defensive touchdowns to win that game, like, do they have this same magic in their hat every single week? Every single week, week in and week out. I tend to believe no. I also think people are going to look at them and say, man, they beat the shit out of the Chargers 63-21. They just beat Kansas City at Arrowhead. But hold on a second. You know what happened in week 14? You remember? And this was with Antonio Pierce. This was with the whole cast and crew together. They lost 3 nothing at home to the Minnesota Vikings. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's zoom out 30,000-foot view type of shit here and get the full picture. The Colts, this is the spot to bet the Colts at home. Minus three. It's really that simple. Plus, the Vegas Raiders, what are they playing for right now outside of pride? Sometimes that can take you a long way they're seven and eight because you argue that all right maybe they win out and they get in at nine and seven um i haven't looked but i suppose that's or uh, right, what would it be what do they have three two games to go 17 18 so nine and eight they'd have to get in at that's going to be really tough in this division where you literally have 10 teams at eight and seven or better the colts are eight and seven and they smell blood in the water against that jaguars team right they're they're, they're right but they're tied eight and seven in the division but there's got a blot in the water. AC joint for, for Trevor Lawrence. Christian Kirk out. Zay Jones might be out. Banged up all over the place. The Colts have an excellent opportunity to win this game, cover, and go to 9-7 and seven and take the lead in the division potentially, or at least stay neck and neck with the Jags. Give me Colts minus three. Falcons and Bears. Bears, three-point favorites, 38-point total man I just don't believe in this Falcons team it's it's tough because you look at last week the Atlanta Falcons with with a, a convincing victory right and and Taylor Heineke, all right you know things look solid for them and against the Indianapolis Colts who we just said we're betting but again it's week to week man the parody in this league is insane I kind of do like the Bears in this spot I'd say of the spots I really like this is not one of them talked about the Cowboys in the Saturday video that is one that i really like uh like the cardinals a decent amount there's a few spots that we talked about already that are pretty sweet the colts being another one but when it comes to the saints and bucks game the falcons and bears game it's tough for me to fall in love with either of these because the bears always find ways to shoot themselves in the foot but so do the atlanta falcons i would lean bears here but let's do this let's talk about the next game that has legitimate implications and forget about this one just know for now that because the Falcons and Arthur Smith find ways when it looks like things are turning, trending upwards for them to fall back flat on their face, the Bears at home, by the way, Falcons outside of a dome, not going to be exactly great temperatures at Soldier Field here late December for the Bears and the Falcons. That's one of the reasons I would lean Bears. I think there is actually a home field advantage when you get into these late months and you've got a Falcons team that has thrived in a dome and struggled elsewhere. Titans and the Texans. Texans, three and a half point favorites. So on one hand, you go, well, Mike Vrabel as a dog has been pretty good, right? Uh, For his his coaching career, we know that. On the other hand, you go, C.J. Stroud should be back. And if C.J. Stroud is back, we've got Nico Collins, Dalton Schultz, Devin Singletary's looked pretty good as well. Noah Brown, when given the opportunity, has too. The Texans are one of those weird teams where they look amazing at times, and then other times they show their youth they show the inexperience everywhere, not just on the field, but coaching. Last week would be a good example against Cleveland. Joe Flacco routed them. Amari Cooper broke the franchise records, record for most receiving yards in a game, beating out the record formerly held by Josh Gordon. But you know, then they go into Tennessee a week before that and and they fight with Case Keenum and win. Then they they lose to the Jets 30 to six, but then they beat Denver. And they're just all over the map. They lose to Jacksonville. They beat Arizona. They beat Cincinnati. They beat the Bucks in an amazing game. They lose to Carolina. They beat the Saints. They lose to the, the Falcons. They smoke Pittsburgh. They smoke Jacksonville. You get the point, right? Like, this team's all over the map. So who knows? But this is it for them as well. You lose this game. In my mind, it's a wrap. On the Tennessee Titans side, though, there's a couple of things really working against them. One, Ryan Tannehill looked terrible. We did have the Titans plus two and a half last week. It looked like, dude, all we needed to do was hold off a final drive and we win that bet. We win that bet. And we made the bet when we thought Will Levis was going to play because we, we this video is recording on Wednesday. He didn't play. It was Ryan Tannehill. My God, is that dude washed. That was horrible. And yet they still could have won that game. They didn't. We lost the bet to the hook. Whatever. Either way, my point is this. The Texans right now are situated much better with C.J. Stroud on their center. Expected back. The Tennessee Titans, you want to talk about missing a big piece? You lose somebody like Jeffrey Simmons to the IR in the middle of that defensive line, and that's a big deal. They've got other injuries to the line, no doubt about it. We don't know if it's going to be Will Levis or Ryan Tannehill, but I do know that if C.J. Stroud comes back, that is a huge kicking the ass for this team in a good way, right? Motivation-wise. And outside of Tank Dell, the offense is pretty healthy, particularly pass catchers. Three and a, if you could get it at three, that'd be fantastic. Three and a half points, though, for the Texans at home in essentially a must-win game. Even though usually we back Mike Tom or Mike Brable as a home dog, a road dog, dog for that matter, anywhere, this is a spot I'm going to be going to the Texans. Panthers, six and a half point dogs against the Jags. Guys, I don't know what to do with this. What do we do with this trevor lawrence has the sprained ac joint he's banged up i mean this guy this guy could get hit by a bus going 45 miles per hour on friday and then sunday it's like yeah trevor lawrence is going to play and he does will he play well that's yet to be seen but if i had to guess at this point he's 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 had like five different injuries and been questionable to doubtful and ended up playing all of them. So at this point, I'm just going to assume he plays because they're eight and seven in the AFC South, and they absolutely need a win. The Carolina Panthers had a real... We Look, we bet the Panthers shockingly and grossly in back-to-back games. Yeah. It's crazy, right? I bet, bet, the, bet the Panthers in back-to-back games. Who... Look, sometimes the numbers, you just have to bet them, and they've covered in both of them. Hell, they won one of them outright, and they had a shot to tie the game if they didn't screw up and Adam Thielen didn't hold on to that ball and the clock ran out before they could kick a field goal on Sunday. They could have tied it. But, you know, at the same time, this is still a horrible offense. Like, how often is DJ Shark going to have a huge game with two touchdowns, right? Jacksonville at home, six and a half points, win by a touchdown, cover the spread. Even if it's CJ Beathard, I think I would do this. Now, with that in mind, I wait on this one. I think I'm going to wait. Because if it is CJ Bethard, I think this line moves down and we're going to get a much better line on it. If it's Lawrence, I'm still not convinced with how bad the Jags have played. Losing four straight games. I'm still not convinced that it's going to move past seven. So if it's at six and a half with Lawrence or three and a half, four and a half, four, three and a half, four with Beathard, those are spots I'd like to wait on. But I think I'd still go Jags here because... Look, shout out to the Panthers for keeping things competitive and still fighting late in the season. And I know they dropped 30 last week, but this is still a really bad football team. Still a bad football team. Bryce Young's still way undersized for the NFL. I think he's going to be in for a tough day. To me, this is just one of those, hey, Jacksonville needs this game, and they're going to get it at home if it's the last thing they do. Steelers and Seahawks. All right, so Steelers just get... The door's blown off in a few straight games, and then they come in and they take care of business against, you know, Jake Browning. They beat they beat the piss out of him. I don't see that happening this week against the Seahawks. Truth be told, the Seahawks are a team that has clawed their way to two straight wins, both of them on game-winning drives, one from Drew Locke, one from Geno Smith. But they're at home, and you know, sometimes you just, like sometimes I think we just need to look at things simplistically, right? It's still Mason Rudolph. It's still Mason Rudolph. And yeah, George Pickens had two long touchdowns. And they routed the Bengals at home. But again, like, does that magic continue? I I don't think it does. The Seahawks fundamentally are just such a better team. And yeah, well, if you have George Pickens on one side, you have DK Metcalf on the other side. You still have Tyler Lockett. You, You have Kenneth Walker. But more importantly, you have a much better quarterback, like an actual NFL caliber playoff quarterback throwing them the football. So Mike Tomlin as a dog was a trend that we backed a lot this year. I backed off of it in a few games recently. One, it bit me in the ass. The other two, it worked for us pretty damn well. In a spot like this, I'm backing off of it. We're going Seahawks minus three and a half at home with legitimate home field advantage against Mason Rudolph. You just kind of have to take it here. Bengals and the Chiefs. Remember I said last week and earlier in the show, in the video, like I, I don't really know why the Chiefs are are, are getting, why they're getting so much love. You know, I think a lot of people are going to go like, hey, the Chiefs have to bounce back. And you know what? You might be right. You might be right. I will say, look, the one time we laid heavy points, big points on the Chiefs recently and didn't fade them and back their opponent was the Patriots game. But the reason for that was how did the Patriots put up any points whatsoever? And that's pretty much what materialized. But there's a problem right now. You talk about the Eagles being dysfunctional. So are the so are the Chiefs. I mean, they're doing, are running these crazy plays inside the ten because the confidence is gone. They have no faith in this offense. I mean, I guess when you're throwing the MVS and and Watson and and, and Moore and Kadarius Tony and Travis Kelsey, where the hell has he gone? He's become a shell of his old self ever since Taylor Swift. But I think the Bengals are the side here. It's not six and a half, it's seven. And maybe we'll even find some seven and a halves if we wait. Jake Browning sucked last week. He went back to kind of the guy that a lot of people anticipated him being when he came in for Joe Burrow several weeks ago. Jamar Chase, Zach Taylor said that he's trending in the right direction, but you still have T Higgins. But if nothing else, like, I just can't... Look, guys, don't bet this game if you disagree with me. Or bet the Chiefs. Do whatever you want. You don't have to to tell me here. I'm just giving you my thoughts. And hopefully to some extent... With the time I've put in, you respect them. But if not, that's okay. Let me know your plays in the comments. And on Twitter, at Lafayette underscore D. My handle's down there as well. I just can't back the Chiefs right now. I, I can't back a team that has struggled so mightily to score points week in and week out, whether they're at home and on the road. Six and a half, fine, maybe, maybe. But seven, like seven points? Prove it to me, Pat. Prove it to me, Andy. Prove to me that this is the same team or even remotely close to resembling a team that is the reigning Super Bowl champs. Until then, I'm not laying a lot of points on Patrick Mahomes as a big favorite. Just can't do it. Chargers and the Broncos. All right. So this was it. this was five earlier. Uh, Broncos are thirty uh, the 39 and a half. Actually, this this total probably did come down because I might have the wrong total here. It's down to 37 and a half. All right, thank you, James. 37 and a half. Broncos, three and a half point favorites. I like the Broncos here, even with Jared Stidham. You want to know why? Because it's still East and Stick on the other side. This is still a home game for the Denver Broncos. Even if they don't have Cortland Sutton, I truly don't really care that much. Like, do, do you trot Keenan Allen back out there in a lost season in Week 17? I'm not sure why you would. Austin Eckler has just been erased every time this team plays. And again, it's still East and Stick. And it's still, I, I, I know they lost to the Patriots, right? But I, I still think it's a better coach team with Sean Payton. And here's the thing for me, right? We talked a lot about a dead cat bounce earlier in the season with the commanders they came in and we backed them against new England Patriots, right? And they won. And then since then, they've just been utter filth. And then we talked about the possibility of that with the chargers, right? Last week. And guess what? Not only did they cover, but that game was super close against the bills. Don't look at this as a trend. Look at that as an anomaly, a blip on the radar. One instance where we took advantage of it, we got in, we got out. Smashing grab, we're gone. And now we hit the other side of this one. Because people may be looking at it like, oh, Chargers showed some life last week. Russell Wilson is, who cares about Russell Wilson? Dude is stunk, all right? For the most part, he has not been good. And just think about it. The difference between Jared, St- Jared Stidham and Russell Wilson right now is one and a half points. One and a half points to the books. Give me Broncos minus three and a half at home. We wrap this up with Packers and Vikings. Vikings, two-point favorites, 46-point total. Lost TJ Hawkinson. Bad ACL-MCL tear. Not good. Packers barely edged out the Carolina Panthers last week. Did drop 33 points, though. Their defense hasn't been good, no doubt. Jair Alexander, who'd been out anyway, just placed on the IR. He's done for the year. From the sound at times of uh, Matt LaFleur, it sounds like they were frustrated with him. But here's where I'm looking. Uh, The Packers plus two two points take the points with the Packers I just don't know for how long you can continue to run out a carousel of quarterbacks with with, in Minnesota and it keeps working eventually the wheels have to fall off that's that's the way I look at this if you disagree then you want the Viking side of this and you believe in Nick Mullins yeah Nick Mullins threw 400 yards last week he also got picked off four times in the game okay he got picked off four times and ultimately this was one of those like Jekyll and Hyde performances You can't keep doing that stuff. And you you want to know something else, right? Josh Dobbs. Everyone, man. Look, I'm a big fan of Josh Dobbs. I like him as a person, so I was happy to see him succeeding. He was termed the pastronaut, all this ridiculous stuff. Then what happened? A few, a couple good games, and then it's over. Got picked off four times, was terrible against the Bears. It all unraveled, and he's no longer the starter. Nick Mullins could be in that same bucket, all right? And the Packers have a real shot at staying competitive here. Remember, a lot of big playoff postseason aspirations on the line. Packers are 7-8. and eight. Vikings are 7-8. and eight. This game stays close. Probably comes down to the final possession. As much as I have said bad things about Jordan Love this season, I've changed my tune. He's still wishy-washy. He's on or off. But I said a few weeks ago, the one thing that he's actually much better at than I have ever anticipated He's very good against the Blitz. I didn't, that shocked me when I saw that. Very good against the Blitz. A few weeks ago when we talked about it, going into, uh, I think, Kansas City. Was it Kansas? Did they play Kansas? I can't remember. Might have been Denver. Either way, Jordan Love had the best numbers against the Blitz of any team in the league, of any player in the league. And you know Flores is going to bring the Blitz a lot. I just don't know if they have the pieces, specifically a quarterback in Minnesota, to keep fighting. Credit them. Credit them with all of the injuries they've dealt with all season, they're still in the thick of it. Amazing stuff. I just don't think it lasts. Hey, as always, appreciate you guys watching. It's been a fun season. We got one more week and then we'll head into the playoffs. Remember, if you want to join us at Odd Shopper outside of just YouTube, outside of the comments, but in the Discord, the plus EV tools, the expert picks, Betmg, BetMGM link is in the description and in chat. One minute, two minutes of your time, 10 bucks. You've got two free months of everything we've had and up to $1,500 first bet insurance Over there, gotta be 21 years or older to gamble. If you have a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Good luck this week.